The Muster Events Diary with Beef and Lamb New Zealand. Click beeflambnz.com. Take all my inhibitions, baby, there's nothing holding me back. Take me places that tear up my reputation, manipulate my decisions, baby. Heading up to Northern Southland now, not far out of Vassal, talking to Morris King. Um, farmer up there, now Beef and Lamb are running a Wurrumburden workshop um, on Morris's property. Going to give us a bit more information about the day. Morris, welcome to the muster. Cheers, Andy, thanks. Um, firstly, mate, just give people a bit of detail about where you're farming. So I'm farming in northern Southland, um, just uh, 6k south of Athol. Um, yeah, I say it's the land of milk and honey up here, but you've just got to bring your own milk and honey, I guess. <laughs> Probably not a bad way to look at it. Like Mother Nature yeah. provides, but it's just the ironies of the islands at the moment, without going into too much detail, what the north's oh. got. But down here in the south, we're looking at something totally different. Oh, de- definitely. Lots of, yeah, firstly, uh, condolences and everything to everyone in the North Island and, you know, yeah. definitely thinking of everyone up there. But, um, yeah, she's certainly dry in our neck of the woods at the moment with the contrast of, you know, we had a few fires the other day in the, in the region as well. So, yeah, looks like it's definitely the island of two halves, as uh, I heard someone put it the other night. So, As Athol's O's generally, you get pretty dry at this time of year, every year though, pretty much, don't you? Yeah, we do. Eh? Um, we, we're really lucky sort of through the, just the, the stretch that we're in that the, the soils are pretty heavy, so the flats hold on, hold on a long time. However, the hills will burn up pretty quick with um, lack of topsoil and bits and pieces, uh, sort of not a lot holding on on, on mid-dome. So most of it's rock, so it, it goes pretty quick. Um, but, yeah, the, we're, we're lucky enough that we sort of sit out of the wind a wee bit compared to sort of further south towards Mosman and Balfour. Um, but, you know, you go further north to us, north of us, sort of up around that Kingston, and, and that sort of gets the lake wind through there, which dries it out through the summer as well. So, yeah, it, it does dry out this time of year, so you sort of you line things up the farm for it, really. Is it pretty rocky soils where you are there? So oh, we're actually really lucky at Parawa. We um, we have uh, a lot of salt lines through the flats and, and really heavy topsoil. Um, that has a big downside um, during the winter, obviously, but um, we're lucky enough with the balance that we can get away up onto some of that hill country and um, keep some sheep in the dry country and you know, keep the cattle off the heavy flats. Otherwise, it, just during the winter, it's just too heavy for us on, on, the, on the flat with being old, old uh, river silts. Now, the Wormwise Work Field Day is being held at your place next week in conjunction with Beef and Lamb. Um, firstly, what made you put your hand up to hold it at your place? Oh, look, um, yeah, I've, I've known Trevor for about 18 months. He, um, he, I, met, I met him through our, our farm discussion group I'm, I'm lucky enough to be part of. And um, to be honest, worm, worms are not sort of something I sort of really knew anything really all about, although spending a lot of money on... Uh, stretching um, sort of 10 thousand lands a season um, and using everything else. We were just, I guess, traditionally calendar drenching and I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't even know the names of the products I was using, they were the active ingredients, sorry, or the worms that were killing. Um, I just took all of that at face value from someone who was selling me the product and sort of got myself into a bad habit. And then when I mentioned to Trevor the way we were doing things in this discussion group, um, uh, he just sort of helped me out and pointed me some in, in, in a general general direction and then I started learning more and more about worms and what I was doing and realised pretty quickly that I was actually really just spending a lot of money and causing myself, um, I was on leading up the garden path to a big worm um, resistance issue um, and, and, and one of those challenges would be is once we ended up with worm 
we're in resistance here at Parowa. How would we, as a team here, sort of try and get out of that, like sort of in terms of manage our way out of it with our own stock, or do we have to kill off a certain species of stock and rebuy and that sort of thing? So the cost of ignoring the issue for me were were just not even worth it. So yeah, it was got Trevor into to have a look at what we're doing and how we could improve things, and 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 with our studs as well. So. Um, that was the focus for us going forward was like, shit, we need to change what we're doing and go into into a more positive and, I guess, sustainable worm farming scenario management system. Because worm uh, drenching is just totally different these days to how it been not that many years ago. It used to be a rotation per season, say white, then a clear, and then a combo, or maybe a mectin or whatever. But um, certainly there's a hell of a lot more science to it than anybody ever imagined. Yeah, definitely, and like so we we got onto um, uh, one of the new Feet Gen Two kits. Uh, we've got the original Feet pack with the microscope and the teaspoons and everything else that I pretend I know how to use, but uh, did it at Lincoln. And that was about as far as I got. Um, but the new one that plugs into the computer, it sends all the all the samples away after they've been uh, collected. And um, honestly, the the time it takes is is complete is very minimal compared to the yarding of the sheep, you know, like yeah, it takes time to get them in and get them drenched and and put them back out in the paddocks and stuff like that. And um, yeah, like so just just testing and putting some science behind the drench behind the drench gun so that you you know, you can prove you're spending your dollars in the right direction and, and not costing yourself time and and money in the long run. But, you know, most of all it's none of us like seeing sheep not doing well from a worm burden. I'd I'd hate to end up with a um, a resistance issue where we had a whole mob like that, you know. Is drench resistance a problem up around the ethyl area as such? Oh, yeah, like it's... <clears throat> it, 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 to be honest, it's sort of something that's sort of not really widely talked about, but sort of every now and then you sort of, you know, you'll get yarning to someone and you start talking about the new feet pack system that we've brought, and they're like, oh, yeah, we've got one of them and we've got drench resistance, and, you know, we're sort of trying to manage our way out of it and bits and pieces and using different types of drenches and stuff. And I, I know of a couple of people... Um, not not sort of right in the ethyl values that, that I know of, but um, if you don't test for it, you're never going to know. And it, it's sort of one of those things that, well, until you, you're not going to know it until, it until you're way too late. So, um, yeah, Andy, I guess it's it, it's one of those things. I guess probably a lot of people out there that are on a sinking ship and they don't realise it. If you if you didn't know a little bit about worm, resi- worm resistance now, you, you you would probably would have had your head in the sand a little bit. So. Um, look, the, the the field days for well one to four on Monday, and you know, like, so it'd probably take the same amount of time as what it would do to drench your hoggets to come along to the field day and and learn a little bit about uh, your worms and your and, and your practices and bits and pieces that you're currently doing. And there might be some minor changes that you could make that you know you could extend the lifetime of being able to use some of these drenches that are relatively cost effective. Because the last thing you want to be doing is getting yourself into a bind where you have to use really expensive drenches. For a shot to try and get yourself out of a out of, out of a jam. So, you know, a little bit of education and a little bit of learning and and, and setting a program up for your farm because everyone's farm's different in the way they treat everything. So, um, yeah, it's sort of come along and learn something and and hopefully uh, make make some long term changes to the farm that's beneficial for your stock. Yeah, for sure. It'll be. It sounds interesting too because times are certainly changing, especially when it comes to drenching systems on farm. And um, for what it was, say, four or five years ago, today is a totally different kettle of fish, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Like, I remember my old man used to sort of yell at me when I'd miss one. And, and yeah. now that's half, half the game is a bit of refuser. And it's just like, 
and un- understanding that you actually have to have some good worms going back out on the pasture so that you're infesting your sheep with good worms seems kind of crazy to me and, and backwards. Um, but the reality is, is that you've got to do that. Otherwise, it's resistance worms that are surviving all the time. And then are the ones that are passed on. And, and, the, and if you're still using the same drenches, you're not killing them. And, the, and that's how the, the, the worms are multiplying. And, you know, and there's some products out there that are better than others and some products that aren't so good at all. So, uh, and there's some new science around some of that stuff, which Trevor's going to chat to us about on, on Monday, um, which is, I'm quite keen to learn a little bit more. So your farm will be signposted from the road as to where people are supposed to go? Yeah, I understand so. Parallel Station Road, off the State Highway, just south of Ethel. Um, we're in, in the wool shed there. Um, so, yeah, it'll be either nice and shady if it's hot or it'll be uh, nice and dry. Hopefully it's raining, but who knows. Morris King, thanks very much for chatting on the muster. Uh, been a good yarn and all the best for Monday. Many thanks. Appreciate your time. Cheers, Danny. Morris King there, farming over at Ethel in the beef and lamb slot this afternoon. Coming up next, change of tact. Riversdale Speed Share is happening on um, Saturday evening. Rater Fighter is going to fill us in what's actually going to unfold.